Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Ryan Christine Colson, also a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Ryan and I will discuss different types of incentive compensation, including their characteristics as well as their tax consequences. All right, let's get started. A lot of our clients come to us asking about equity compensation. So maybe they're an executive at their at their company and they've been awarded some form of compensation related to their interest in the company. So can we talk a little bit about what different types of equity compensation that we see and you know kind of what are some of their benefits and, and frankly some of their downsides. So Kind of where where should we start? Well, I mean, understanding that definitely these days a lot of employees are compensated in more than just W-2 compensation, that um, more and more often than restricted shares, non-qualified stock options, incentive stock options, all of those come into play as part of package Mm -hmm. when most of our clients have. So back to the basics, um, restricted stock. So this is actual stock that you receive in the company after the restrictions have lapsed. So usually the restrictions are time-based, so you need to work for the company for three years, mm-hmm. and then you'll be granted the company's stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you you get the company's stock, and at the time that you're granted it, you pay ordinary income tax on that. Okay. So that's um, income that you've received. And then there's RSUs, which are actually, frankly, a little bit more common. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say most of our clients have RSUs because you've got the option to um, either take the stock after those restrictions lapse or the cash. Mm -hmm. So it's still ordinary income. You still are subject to, usually you can't transfer the the shares. You've got to wait the time uh, restrictions. And then at the time that the the shares vest, then either the company can choose to give you those shares or they can give you cash. So that's the company's choice, whether or not you get the stock or you get the cash. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't choose when that happens. It's the three years is up. Or or whatever that vesting period is. Right, and then that's that's the income that you're paying. So you're paying ordinary income taxes again. And then there's performance-based shares. So these are shares that will only come out when a company meets certain goals. So it could be possible that those shares never pay out because Mm -hmm. you don't meet certain sales goals or hit certain metrics. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're all, of course, ways to incentivize an employee to do right by the firm, stay with the firm for periods of time, Mm -hmm. and then um, there's a few choices. But all of those are ordinary income. And they're all kind of based on owner, some form of ownership or kind of phantom ownership in the company and either vest by time or vest because of goals, Correct. performance goals. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it incentivizes employees to stay with companies for mm-hmm. a longer period of time and then to feel that they've got a little skin in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about stock options? You know, we often hear a lot about stock options. You mentioned them when you when you first started. So what about non-qualified stock options? What are those and how do they work? Sure. So non-qualified, you can think of them as maybe a little bit less tax beneficial than incentive stock options. Um, the nice thing about non-qualifieds is that they can be given to employees and non-employees. Okay. So for example, if you have a consultant or maybe there's a, um, a member of your board, then you can give them non-qualified stock options. And I guess I should take a step back and say that an option is the option to purchase um, the, the shares in the company. Okay. So you're given the, the option to own a company share at a specific exercise price. So when you exercise those options, usually there's um, some restrictions that are associated with them. But once you're able to exercise the difference between the exercise price and the fair market value of the stock, 
that's what you're recognizing as ordinary income. So you're paying ordinary income taxes on the difference between what you bought the stock options for, so now they're stock, because mm-hmm. you, you opted in, yep. and then um, whatever the fair market value is, because usually you, you get to buy them at a price that's lower. Um, the downside of this is that there is no downside risk. So if the value of the shares goes down after you exercise, you pay the taxes, um, there isn't really any recourse after that. So um, it's just something to kind of keep in mind mm-hmm. that um, non-qualifieds are, are great because you can give them to more people, mm-hmm. but there's also a little bit of a downside risk because they're as well. Okay. And what about incentive stock options? Mm-hmm. So incentive stock options are kind of the holy grail of options. <laughs> um, they're the most tax beneficial, and they're only available to employees. Okay. So it's really, you know, really trying to get all of your employees to be as um, incentivized to do right by the company and to make that company succeed as much as possible. So it's, again, an option. So you have the option to buy at an exercise price. Um, but all of the appreciation that occurs, um, as long as you hang on to, you've had the option for either two years or you've held on after you've exercised for one year, that's all going to be treated as long-term capital gains, okay. which is typically you know, significantly lower tax rates than what you pay at ordinary mm-hmm. income. So unlike with those non-qualifieds where you're paying ordinary income on the difference, here you actually have to, you, you get to pay capital gains taxes. Exactly. So you're paying less taxes on it, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're just getting to um, enjoy a little bit more of the appreciation. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like we have a lot of options, you know, whether it's actually being awarded stock Mm -hmm. at the end of a vesting period or actually buying into the company through stock options. There's a lot of different ways to think about equity compensation and the way a company can can structure it. So understanding all of the differences is really important for our clients. Especially for the tax implications. You want to understand how it affects your own personal income taxes. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the private banking division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.